CLS is go for main engine, start. Go at throttle up. Negative return. Then we see a nominal Miko. Welcome to space. Hey, Anthony. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. How was your Thanksgiving? How was your American turkey murder day? <laughs> wow, that escalated <laughs> very quickly. Uh, it was delicious, and it was almost Good. our national uh, national animal instead of the bald eagle, thanks to Ben Franklin. I don't know if you know about that. Do you know about I that? Don't know about, I don't know uh, about that. Give ben Franklin, I think, was leading a group of people who said that uh, the, instead of bald eagle, uh, turkey should be like the animal. That we, What's that we the, identify with. I, I would love to know the like the, the logic, the reasoning there. Like, cause like um, turkeys are yeah. lovely or whatever, but like there's nothing like more statuesque than an, a bald oh, eagle. For sure, like, it's, for like, sure. it's like the bird, you know. I feel uniquely qualified to comment on this topic. Um, okay, for the let's record. Hear it. Because number one, my team is the Eagles, and it is the best <laughs> bird of all the birds in the National Football League. Number two, I grew up pretty close to where Ben Franklin was hanging out forever. I don't know if you know this about me. Uh, we have a shitload of turkeys out here. They're like even where I grew up over in Jersey. Like there's just wild turkeys all the time. Is this just proximity bias? Then he was just like, "What birds so, are we doing?" He, like walked also, out the window and there were just turkeys everywhere. Yeah, they were so. they were everywhere. And I I think okay. they're one of the smarter birds. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. But I think all he was the more digging that. To eat them, I guess. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, good, cool. Well, that's a good lesson. Yeah. Now I know. Tur- turkey, number two bird in the U.S. Number one to some. Yeah. Uh oh. Is that Alexa? Whoa. Is that Whoa. Callisto? <laughs> <laughs> that was my Google yeah. Home, and it was trying to tell me the scores of some sort of sports game. I don't know. That was really strange. Yeah. It picked something up. Anyway. anyway, I will not say turkey anymore. Sorry, Google. <laughs> It was like, no, it's the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. For a hot minute, I forgot we were recording this and we were live on the internet. So that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking we were about just turkey. Out. Welcome to the turkey, turkey podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking? Let's go. Let's get to that. Let's go for that. Uh, I just have some red wine, some Cabernet okay. Sauvignon. Is this leftovers? Uh, this is related to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Well, then it's a leftover day because I also have leftovers. Um, I'm sporting some some Dos Equis today Ooh. because I went to Steve uh, Aoki and Dos Equis. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the second thing I want to talk <laughs> about. So the first thing the first thing I want to talk about is that we went to Cancun for a couple of days this week, and so we emptied the mini <laughs> the mini bar, and I brought these home, so I have these. And also, this happens all the time in Mexico. So there's always like some like you know promotional event that you put like this happens in Canada and US. They put they put a special edition can for something, but I never know what the events are. It's always just like I get some. I had one like can of Coke that was like, um, if Mexico wins, I won't shower for a month. That's what it said on the side in Spanish. And I was like, what is it? if Mexico wins? What like and why? Anything. <laughs> why <laughs> Any <victory>. showering? <laughs> What is the showering? Ha- I don't. I don't know. Who's who is Steve Aoki? I don't know who Steve Aoki. You don't is. know who he is. No. Okay. Well. Should I know who he is? Uh, I mean, I, it's not a requirement by any means. <laughs> but as let me just say this: as as quintessential as turkeys are to at least the northeast <laughs> of America, uh, 
a a Steve Aoki Dosakis can is the most Cancun thing I could ever imagine. Like, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, like it, if you held it up and were like, "Where did I get this?" I would have bet <laughs> Cancun and then Las Vegas, like that in that order. So, okay, yeah. It's like a magician or like a street fighter or something. What yeah, is it? Like, yeah, I mean, pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. You got it. You, you nailed the essence. Right. You're like you're actually Send- you just did like the. AI art generator generator thing where like none of the details are right, but the vibe is correct. That's what you just did. Okay, with good, Steve good. Aoki, so tweet me who Steve Aoki is. Everybody. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Wrong answers only. <laughs> All right. I think he died. Did he die? Did he? Oh, jeez. If, if, if you guys different? can't tell, if listeners, if you can't tell, we don't really no, have not, any No, he's alive still. <laughs> who am I thinking of? He's definitely alive. Who am I thinking of? Who's the Chris Angel? <laughs> Chris Angel is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, David Blaine. All right. Anyway, yeah. Artemis One happened, and we continue to completely avoid talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have dodged. It's almost this a meme topic. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll talk about it now then. So um, it launched. That's yeah, <laughs> there's there's some stuff that happened, I guess. I don't know. What are, what are you what are you thinking? I've I've been like I don't know. I've been I've been feeling pretty good about it. I Avicii. think for Avicii's all the, who I was thinking of. Avicii died. Different. Avicii. Different. All right, sorry. Real time follow up. Okay. Avicii died. <laughs> all right, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um okay, no, so I was I was thinking I think that it's gone pretty well considering like it, all the lead up to the launch, there was just like they just like refining all brand new problems all over yeah. again. And I thought that was going to continue. And I, I think there's been a couple little weird things. I know they were had some communication dropouts and but it's been like super minor stuff. And so I don't know. I feel like it's gone reasonably well. Um I was but- 85%. You know how I'm like a weird uh launch window selection conspiracy theorist historically? <laughs> Like, do you remember yeah, yeah. my yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah. we were sitting in the press room at Falcon Heavy and I was like they could totally launch right now if they want but I think they want to wait to the end of the window <laughs> to be in prime time or whatever um, I was fairly convinced that they the way that the launch windows stacked up that the, they thought there probably would be another one or two attempts before they would get off like they would they would go and they would especially after the storm maybe find you know, another hydrogen leak or something. You think you think they didn't believe they would be able to launch when they did? I thought they were picking that day so that they could, in the middle of the so night, sort out their issue, they and then they would <laughs> fly on whatever. It was a runway. Yeah, launch window have, runway. When was the first daytime? Was it last last? Uh, no, no, it was not Black Friday. It would have been like this week, right? Or next week. I thought I thought Black Friday because it was like the one that they could do. All the first week was all dark. Maybe Black Friday was like a ten a.m. or something, right? Yeah. Something like, like it, that. It got into daytime, so. so I was like, "Okay, yep. maybe they'll try these first two, and then because it didn't, it was a pretty launch, but it wasn't really like, yeah, it wasn't. Night launches are an experience to be at, but not great on TV or in pictures <laughs> no, afterwards. Hard to film. You know, hard to film, hard to yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know that just, that that felt weird to me that they were. I mean, now they get to get home for Christmas and not worry about Artemis 1, so it's great timing yeah, yeah. for them. But it didn't feel right that it flew in the middle of the night. I'm sure that, that they're, they will never tell you this, but I'm sure they're disappointed that they didn't get the, 
You know, like there was so much pomp and circumstance that that dog and pony show that was August 29th, oh, like yeah. that, that they would have been so much happier if they could have pulled it off. But yeah, I don't know. That's the a good tough news one. is um, <laughs> that none of that, none of the picture aspect matters because they have like these pictures <laughs> from Orion. Yeah. Like yeah, none, yeah, of, yeah. none of the, oh, they, we didn't get pretty daytime pictures of the launch matters when you have a selfie of orion with the earth and the moon system yeah that photo is actually awesome like that one there yeah. is that's the photo of the mission I think. i'm annoyed like, I that know. they post this a little bit late for me to do my uh monthly album art for mika i suppose i could change it no one's <laughs> holding me to it i could make it this one instead of the one that i picked and i might so don't don't quote me on that but all right all right yeah you get yeah. you get real perspective on this thing yeah 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 that is, I mean, I know, I've always said this, but any any shot from space that includes the spacecraft in the frame is is an immediate winner for me. Yep. So these these GoPros have been uh, been great. So. Okay, that's a funny part I want to mention. Like, you know, how <laughs> there's always that thing about how the the hardware that goes to space is like, you know, yeah, a hardware that's yeah. a generation old or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and it's always kind of obscure because it's like chips and things that you're not necessarily buying. When it's GoPros, it's like, man, that's the one that's at the bottom of this box behind me because I have a 10 now or whatever, right? Like that one, that one hit home when it was like, that's a Hero 4? Mm. Like that, that shit didn't even do higher than 1080p or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like, <laughs> it, it, it makes you wonder if they're like special rad hardened GoPros or something like yeah. that, but it's like, I don't no, think so. It's just, <laughs> just a couple they, GoPros. They integrated Orion like last decade, <laughs> quite literally. So it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> um, I don't think, uh, I don't think this is one of those situations where they have some sort of robust, well hardened, <laughs> been through the, been through the, uh, the, paces kind of gopro this it, might just be an old gopro <laughs> it also kind of just feels like the most tack on situation where they're like somebody one day was like i bet i could put a gopro on the end of that solar panel like it, it has that vibe entirely so, yeah 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 it's a cool I, perspective I mean, for sure i i suppose we should remember this is still on paper and in practice a test flight like you know this is not I am presuming and I'm prepared to be wrong because, you know, it's it's this program, but I'm presuming that when there's people on there and they're headed to the moon, it's going to be a slightly different situation, I think. Slightly different situation in terms of photographs? In terms of not having a 2014 GoPro on the sides oh, of the thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it will at least be four years newer. <laughs> yeah, at least be a 2018 <laughs> GoPro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the other funny aspect about the pictures um, is that there's all these epic outside views, uh, but no, no GoPro other than the one that's rigged up to show the internal crew cabin uh, cameras. Mm -hmm. There's no perspective like out the window. Yeah, you wanted did we to talk look about out the this? I think we talked about. Yeah, this. you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel like that would be one that the astronaut office would gatekeep on. Of like, no, any shots with the window frame, that's that's us. That's our, <laughs> that's an that's astronaut our job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Union stepped in on that one, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> It'd be so funny if it was like a, a rider in their contract. Like, no if pictures the camera of wants to frames. join the union and it has seniority, <laughs> then we'll let it do it. But otherwise, no, it has to go with. It's like a, it's like a, yeah, it's like a SAG kind of situation. Oh man, no that's... pictures of window frames unless it's taken by an astronaut's fingertips. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's a good shot there too. I like. I haven't I seen it. that one. I don't. I think I missed that one. Yeah, these, these are sweet, man. 
Yeah, it's a, I mean, cool imagery for sure. Um, it does certainly. Oh, another aspect. We should, let's talk about distant retrograde orbit. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to find that tweet that you had about how weird it was. I should have put this in the show notes. It's super weird. It's like, I don't know. It's not even, it doesn't feel like a real orbit. Well, it's, it's an Earth orbit, right? Kind of, kind of isn't, I guess, right? Yeah, it's an, it's, it's a, it's an Earth orbit that does interesting things. Like, it, <laughs> you know, zigs and zags outside, inside and outside the moon. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I thought that they would be more uh, gatekeepery about it being a lunar orbit. But they were firmly, like Jim Free was tweeting, we've exited the sphere of influence of the moon on our way to distant retrograde orbit. Mm-hmm. And I found that kind of, I liked the honesty there of like, they weren't trying to say, no, we are certainly in lunar orbit with this mission. Like, I don't know, something about the way that this all has been positioned over the last several years. I feel like a, an older NASA would have more stridently say, no, it is a lunar orbit, you know? And there would be the weird nerds on Twitter saying, no, here's a paper from, you know, whatever. That was yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not actually a lunar I don't know. I don't think they need to. Cause like, you can still say you went to the moon because they did like, you know, like, so for the, for the gen pop common parlance claim, it's fine. Right. Orion went to the moon. We flew all the way to the moon. We went there. We took pictures of it. We were by the moon. We came back. Like everything's fine. Right. You don't need to, you don't need to lie about it to gain any extra mileage. Right. Like you don't need to be like, it's a lunar orbit. Really? It's not, not just going to the moon. Uh, So I don't know. I don't know if that's really, you're not feeling it. No, Where no. did you tweet this, man? I'm just finding pictures of you with a machete. <laughs> no, it's on it's on the We Martians account. Is it? Okay, I thought it was. But... <laughs> That's a different account. Don't look at that one. <laughs> you're doing you're doing you know gardening out there in Yucatan. That's my serial killer account. Don't look oh at that God. one. That's, I'm not supposed. You're not supposed to tell people with that one. I have a lot of Twitter accounts, and I only share them with some people. So oh don't. man, here it is. I got it. Yeah. Cro is so weird. This is the one. Uh, this is the thing. It's got like let's an animation, do, Let's right? do yeah. full screen on this sucker. So it's kind of, let me, let me start it over, Jake. Because this is very, again, audio listeners, uh, show notes. You're missing you know? out. You're missing yeah. out. It comes flying by, and then it just sort of cruises out there, and then it goes on yeah. this side. And then a couple of days later, There's right now, shot. actually, as we record this, they're going to do this next burn that then shoots them down towards the moon. And then, flunk, that one's the best, because it just hits yeah. the brakes. And it's like, yeah. the moon just flipped you right back to the earth. Honestly, that part, <laughs> that that little maneuver makes it for me. Other than that, it's it's boring, you know. I'm trying to. So I, it's too small to see on this, but I, so does it. When it goes the outbound from the Earth, does it go on the outside right, of the moon? I was trying like to figure that out because this one goes around the moon, right? Yeah, that the, the return one has to go in right. front of the moon so that it pulls pulls the velocity yep. back, right? But so this I guess looks, this one would have to go behind it because it looks like. Because you'd want it to yeah, pull as well. Weird, I don't know. I don't know how much we should judge uh, this <laughs> on a scientific level. <laughs> but, I don't know. It looks like a pretty, pretty yeah. accurate little, little description. I just mean the resolution like, we're looking at here is not, yeah, not the yeah, best. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm like doing KSP in my head as I watch this, and I'm trying to remember. I'm like, well, if I wanted to right. do that, if I, I want would that have to side. go in the, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, okay, good. Hmm. So, I mean, DRO, cool, cool thing, I guess, right? But I see why we're going to the NRHO after this. Yeah, if you talk about NRHO being like not that useful of an orbit, it's much much more Way useful more than useful this than one. This. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this one's like I guess cool for storage, you know. 
Yeah. Good, we, good well, place to keep stuff. Why did they choose this one? I feel like we've talked about this, but I always forget. Why did they not do NRHO right out of the gates with Artemis this? 1? Yeah. Was it a is it like an ICPS performance thing? No, because the next one's going there, right? Yeah, the next one's going there. Um Asteroids. I'm trying to remember. Phillips saying asteroids in the chat. That yeah, this is this is the orbit that we would have tugged that asteroid to for sure. But maybe but, it was just too late that in the process. Gone, that wasn't gonna right? be this yeah. mission anyway, right? Was it just that they don't actually maybe the we're just gonna totally do conjectures here, but was it that there was <laughs> there are a lot more launch windows to do I don't we don't have to keep watching this thing. Um a lot more oh, launch windows to get into this orbit than mm. there would have been to get to NHL. Which but by the way, like let's reassess all of our previous shows about how particular SLS is on launch windows. That makes it even harder if that's you know. Yeah. Have we seen what a what a launch period would look like to NRHO? Because then there's even, there's any NRHO, and then there's like, I'm rendezvousing with the gateway, so I need to be in the correct plane when I get to the moon. Well, I bet you, I bet you NRHO is a little forgiving on that one, because you, you come in over the top, probably, and then you loop all the way down, like you go way the hell down there, right? And when you're way at the, you know, the Apo moon, or whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it, the top of the orbit, you can probably spin that, that uh, inclination pretty easily. That being said, service module kind of weaks us so i don't know maybe maybe you can't yeah. right but getting a little tight on the <sighs> margins if that's yeah. if you have to do too much work i'll huh. be curious about that that because again like that's that's i mean that's the stuff we've been talking about forever with our sls and especially right your whole show about the particularness of sls around these kind of launches mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know that's gonna be really curious uh mm-hmm. like theoretically you should be able to launch to an nrho just as often as you go to a DRO, um, as long as you point in the right direction and have enough delta V, right? I just don't know if it would be. Well, I'm saying the gateway one in particular is yeah is interesting because you're going to need to have. It depends again what the margins are, and and I guess at that point when you're doing when you're doing gateway rendezvous, right? Theoretically, we have the bigger upper stage, so margins are a little better. But you're bringing yeah. extra cargo with you. I don't know. This is not our job, but. No, no. No. <laughs> All right. NASA employees, yeah, zero, please, weird, s- please send us. Good for storage. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of fun. I'm kind of happy they tried it because it's just sort of fun and weird. I've never seen it before. Yeah, sure. So I'm, right. I, I'm like, add that to the repertoire of things that I know and remember. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, the same way that Capstone is going to NRHO to like prove that it exists. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like I guess it's cool now that we've done this. Uh yeah, yeah. Like five but, years from now when we have some new listeners that are joining up and, and they're like, What is DRO? And I'd be like, Oh, you remember when we did Artemis One all that? Uh yeah. I'll you find know, this tweet, be- maybe sometime before Artemis two, five years from now. But um Yeah, man. Yeah. So So I had the, KC Dryer on Miko this week. Oh, you had I something hear else this. about No, no, I want this is exactly where I want to go. So I want to hear this. Yeah. Well, I think the main thing uh that that we talked about was like we have talked artemis one to death you know and Mm -hmm. i almost had no idea what to say about it (laughs) because everything had been said about it you know and especially through that early august or late august situation where every criticism of sls was like right there for the taking uh i don't you can probably hear will yelling in the background he's is he kind of loud there's a yeah. pace puddle going on back there. Pace puddle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the the only thing I'm really struck by with Artemis One 
now having been on this side of it, right? And and there's still half the mission to go, you know, I'm going to assume everything goes as well as it is here. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about what are the things, now that we are in this part of SLS, where, like, we're not debating the existence of it anymore, um, what are the things that are, I'm going to key on? And I'm left with, like, the only thing that matters at this point is how much momentum the landers can build up and execute on between now and like six years from now, because SLS exists. It's not going away. Right. Casey's written about extensively how much political support SLS has. And uh, I should pull out this one quote that I read from, he has an article, uh, why we have this space shuttle and uh, space shuttle. Jesus. to too relevant why we have the sls so this is an article from beginning of august um and in his very casey dryer way he has this table of the funding (laughs) that has been given to nasa uh every year since 2012 right so we have the request the proposal from the house the proposal from the senate and the final appropriations uh this one line down here uh every oh, there it was every single where was it oh man i lost it there we go the trend is clear since its inception in 2012 both the house and senate have added additional funds to the sls program not just in some years but in every single year of the program's existence regardless of which party controlled the chamber and regardless of financial or scheduled performance of the project like <laughs> it could not just, be more clear that this is sticking you know you can set your watch to it basically yeah. <laughs> But for like, you know, in the, in the early part of this table, right, when it was 2015, I think it was still, even for you and I, who tend to not get, we don't love these arguments about like, should SLS exist? Um, we don't stray away from them, but it's just like, at a certain point, it's not that interesting anymore. In the earlier part of that table, that was more viable to have that conversation because there was presidential transitions and not a lot of forward progress. So it felt like there was, there were moments where different paths could have been taken, right? <laughs> now that we're here, we're 10 years on from that table. It f- has flown once. There's hardware and flow for all these other ones. If you're somebody who is not an SLS fan, but is a fan of the rest of the Artemis program, or if you're a fan of the Artemis program, including SLS, all that matters to you is how well the landers can deliver on what they've said. And I'm, I'm saying landers because mm. I'm saying Starship and the sl the sustaining development that second lander right if they can perform and and we have landers there at the gateway whenever we want to go the sls debate or like the utility of it or or whether it remains the main way to get to the gateway becomes irrelevant because like if we have a lander there that's ready to go every six months Figuring out how to use it every six months is probably the easier part than mm-hmm. getting a lander that's usable every six months. You know what I'm saying? Do you see what I mean? Like the, the lift to get from here to available lunar landers is much harder than convincing Congress to buy a dragon flight that goes up to a starship to fly to the gateway every couple of months, in addition to the SLS flights that are already going, you know? At that point, you're having an mm-hmm. argument like you're having with commercial crew that we should have multiple ways to get to the gateway rather than just relying on SLS. Like that's yeah, a very yeah. politically achievable solution, but it requires the landers existing, being useful, being ready, 
and I think even if you caught the news from last week that uh, SpaceX's second uh, optioned flight with crew on it is going to be at the gateway for Artemis 4. Previously, Artemis 4 mm-hmm. was like, we're just flying to the gateway, bring in the habitat, hanging out at the gateway. I had always assumed, yeah, if the lander's there, they're not going to not get in the lunar lander. Like, they would totally get into the lunar lander if it was there, but it, was, it wasn't, it was you know, in Dr. Z's words, a level one requirement. But it was never ruled out. <laughs> and I think that's what I'm realizing is that, like, if, if, if you care about this program, you just want to see momentum build up. And at this point, it's not about deciding these huge architectural changes. It's like build momentum and then optimize as you go because mm-hmm. fighting about whether sls should be the only way to get to the gateway or not is like you're never going to win that argument you're just going to have to show that there's enough stuff to do that sls can no longer keep up with the task at hand yeah 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 no i think you're right um the only thing i would say though is that that like that would depend like let's let's say you assume that the landers do per, like perform and they start coming and they're there then that that turns the attention right back to where it is pre Artemis one, right? Can SLS keep up? Yeah. And if it can't, and I don't mean like it flies once a year, but there's two landers a year, so we need something else. I mean it flies at all, like because if we still have problems where like it can't, you know, operate very efficiently and efficiently enough to meet a lander in orbit. Like then you have weird problems where the lander's got to come back and refuel, yeah. and then we got to re- like if that starts happening, it's like that's the bad, that's the the scary outcome. Yeah, yeah. for the program for me because then it's just like it's not can SLS keep keep up. It means can SLS even do the job? Yeah, right. Like that's and that's the that's, that's the more like an academic question difference to me. to me though because. In that scenario, yeah, kind of, like yeah, that, yeah. that scenario also requires, um, we'll use Starship as the, the example. The as it should yeah, be. the like, is the same. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's almost more embarrassing that way. I mean, it definitely is more embarrassing because it's very, very SLS yeah. is like, we missed a launch window and start, SpaceX is like, all right, we'll send up 19 more Starships to refuel the yeah. one that's up there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, between now and when you're ready to go next. Like that is such, yeah, a, yeah. such a stark difference um, if that is the way it shakes out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think Artemis 2 will probably be fine because it's it's the same config, right? So there's it's just a repeat. Artemis 3 is that ICPS as well? Oh man, I think so. Uh, I can't remember now. But yeah, I don't know. I think that one will be okay. But yeah, if there if there is struggles with that, that, that becomes doors. They do need a couple so. new elevator doors, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some new lawn uh they need to resod the the, the area but uh, <laughs> yeah, artemis 3 is block one still artemis okay, 4 okay. is the first eus because that will also co-manifest the you want me to pop it up again this is the pop it up again chart <laughs> <Pops> up again? <laughs> yeah. um artemis 4 is the first one to co-manifest the habitat for gateway right right assuming okay. gateway uh, yada yada asterisk 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 yeah now, the nice thing for you and I is that we can probably stop talking about this question for at least a couple of years, right? That's I hope. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can now turn our attention to the landers. I think you're definitely right, right about yes. that, right? Because the rest of it's in flow. We can just kind of watch. It's fine. It's fine. And then when Artemis 2 tries to launch and it takes 17 weeks to hit its daily launch window, then we can we can go from there. But yeah, um, yeah for now, we get to talk about landers again, which is fun. Yeah. So. I mean, if I'm... SpaceX, if I'm whoever wins the second thing, who's going to win the other one, Jake? Let's just pick Ooh. one right now. Let's call a shot so we can use them as an example. Is it going to be blue <laughs> solo 
Is it going to be some reconstituted Lockheed Martin proposal that doesn't include blue? Is Dynetics going to defeat the laws of physics? I think blue is going to get it. I think I, eventually they got to win one. Yeah. <laughs> and they were so mad about the last so one. Mad. Like they, it, Can you imagine how mad they'd be if they missed it again? Like if they lost to Dynetics? Or, like, yeah. No, they're, they're going to put... It's. It, they might even just give it away. Like they just need to get. They need to get flying something. That was the that lesson, right? Has a blue origin logo on the side of it. It's part of this program, or they're going to lose their minds. So I think. I think they'll. I think they'll get it. I do think that they maybe did a little bit too much political chess last time, uh, and keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Do do your thing. Do your thing your way, and. Don't charge a ridiculous amount for it. Yeah. I mean, if they just like tweak the design and then lower the price, they can probably, they could have slipped in no problem, but they didn't. Right. So. Yeah. Cause really like, you know, we had a weird tug from Northrop Grumman that was taking a blue moon lander down and they were just coasting on Lockheed Martin's ability to create a pressure vessel. So yeah. And that actually, so that, that is a good point though. That's what I didn't think about is that it wouldn't be the national team. So they have to redo the whole, yeah the whole thing. There's a whole new thing now. So now depending on what that looks like could be a different story. Right. But I have a hard time thinking it would be a three stage lander. Um, I have a feeling it would be a one stage lander, hmm. but who knows? Anyway, point is if I'm either of those teams, right? If I'm, if I'm SpaceX, I'm blue, if I'm Lockheed, whoever you are, like put a note on the bulletin board. That's like, we touch the moon, the lunar surface, the lunar surface before <laughs> Artemis two lights its engines. Like that is, and whatever, touch the lunar surface, right? Intact or not, I don't care. But like, I want some pieces of metal that we created in this factory on the lunar surface before Artemis two lights its engines. Because yeah, that storyline if it doesn't happen is like, you know, Eric Berger's headline would be like Artemis two worked. Where the hell's my lander? You know that. That's going to be, you're going to get yeah. the eye of Sauron on you at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, so Artemis 2 is what, 2020, late 2024 right now, right? And by the by Berger's law, that means early 2025 <laughs> um, at least. So if, if two and a half years from now, like, Blue is still not like anywhere with anything, that's going to be really embarrassing too yeah. so they kind of have to yeah i mean this has always been the story with blue though right they need to get moving and they haven't so far so uh, yeah i really think it's it's starship right and you know like i don't know vibes on boca chica right now are different than they were this time last <laughs> they year sure right? are yes yeah <laughs> I, I i i haven't i haven't done the the deep dive there i don't i don't really deep dive there anymore it's just it's too much noise i can't i can't find any so uh, i have to kind of wait for for big signs but yeah it definitely feels slow like compared to all the you know there was that period when they were rushing up to um was it the first stack i think maybe they the first time they put it all together and they oh, were mark one it was just like a yeah lawn lawn and display e- like, <laughs> yeah and like e- elon was like like down there like 27 hours a day just like <laughs> screaming in the yard and like it was like all hands on deck they were like flying people in from other buildings and or other cities and like you work 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 everybody mm-hmm. has to work every day all it was like, like print out your code and send it to me <laughs> yeah and so you know there was a pace there that was interesting and 
they kind of hit a wall and then it all just stopped and it hasn't felt like it's picked up again. And that's interesting. I don't, I don't, know. I don't think it's, I don't think that's unhealthy though. Like I do think this is a healthy, Yeah. I, I feel like they are, uh, they are in like the mathematical limit kind of graph, right? Where there will always, it's like an mm-hmm. asymptote. asymptote. Is that the one that like always approaches, but never will touch the, the axis? Yeah, like, like a tang- yeah, like a, I think that's them. Yeah with like the way that every other company develops this kind of hardware that that they are getting closer to like we have no idea what's going on in the blue origin hangar or like ULA today tweeted that that image of like a a uh what was it a centaur adapter going out the door but it was like completely clothed you know <laughs> it's like what <laughs> this is not really a useful picture for us uh i got to forgot where that was but um at some point we wanted them to become like uh, not you can't always move fast and break stuff especially when you're pumping wrenches into your vehicles so (laughs) i mean there's there's diminishing marginal returns on 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 overworking right so right i think it's what i'm getting at is that like is this is this era that we're in now just like them being a little tidier elon is over at soma like you know, now's the time to fix all the stuff that you've been avoiding because there was mm-hmm. people were worried about other things down there. We we actually know what we're doing and we can work towards a plan rather than we haven't yet figured out our plan and we're just iterating constantly. It's yeah. hard to figure out what exactly is where they are on that spectrum. But, you know, a couple months ago, it was like we're flying by July, we're flying by October. And now it's like we're firing up incremental engine counts until we get to 33. And then yeah. hopefully that time it launches. Yeah. So well, and I guess at some point they have to approach that, right? Especially now that they have. So when did the when did the space or the NASA contract land? That was April, April last year, April twenty one. Yeah. Okay. Because at some point, like when those NASA requirements start coming down the pipeline, and it's not just Elon's requests, right? That that's going to change some things because. Yeah. We've seen lots of NASA people go down there and inspect it, and they're all very impressed and everything. But like at some point, they're gonna be like, "Okay, but can you just like test it once before you blow it up? Like, can you please? We need some. We need some data here, and it needs to be robust, and we need to be able to to put it in a document so that if we ever if if someone dies on this at some point, we need to be able to go back through a paper trail and and show that you know we did our due diligence, and that takes time, right? Whether they whether SpaceX likes it or not. And then there's the Kremlinology of like Gwen Shotwell is now in doing the Starbase <laughs> yeah. thing, right? And and again, that could be like that could be the sign that it's going from backyard experimentation to operations, or it could be the sign that like I don't know, she's bored of LA and wants to go hang out in Texas and get a tax break or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's a hundred ways to read that. You can there's have like, all these like theories for useless, sure. It's useless information to actually yeah. at this point that yeah. Gwyn is now running it. Yeah, right. because it's just like, yeah. Oh, it's doing so well that they're ready to operationalize it. Right. So they brought in the ops person. Oh, it's doing so poorly that they have to bring in the 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 big boss. And like, <laughs> oh, like every spectrum has an answer on yeah. that. And it's like, yeah. Oh man, it's a, it's a choose your own adventure kind of situation. But yeah, yeah. but anyway, like all that's to say that it's balls in their court now. You know, the Artemis program mm-hmm. does as well as Starship does from right now until either another lander is picked and does better than it, or until they land on the moon. That's that's what it is. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like, imagine- like again, the anti SLS crowd, like you've done it. You know, SLS flew and is not the big story right now. 
then big story is like, <laughs> does Starship, you know, put your money where your mouth is? Is this a is this a capable lunar lander or not? Is the yeah. entire Artemis program right now? All right. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's a good thesis. That's a good thesis. I like it. Quick, yeah. quick, uh, little intermission. How useful do you think this photo is uh, to show off <laughs> parts of, of Vulcan? Look at this amazing interstage <laughs> adapter. You can't see any of it because it's behind this curtain. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thanks. I'm for not the convinced. I'm not convinced that isn't the old uh, uh, Starship carbon fiber tank that they blew amazing. up. Amazing. I'm, I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's a good photo. Love it. Hey, uh, Europe had this Europe. whole ministerial situation. They did. And they got and some I, money. Some. Some. Yeah. Not that much when you Did you, you read the spin like on that. how much they Yeah, that's that was my funny that was the funny <laughs> part to me. They were like, we've got a sixteen percent increase and and uh and they were like in economic times like this with war and inflation, that's an incredible increase. I'm like, Oh, for yeah. one of those it's an incredible increase. For the other one it's <laughs> less impressive. <laughs> and didn't they ask for like they got whatever sixteen percent. They asked for like twenty five or thirty, didn't they? Like it was a huge yeah. ask. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, inflation's twelve percent, so they got a four percent boost on a. Yeah, well, that's how it goes. But they got they got some good stuff done, though. I, I think I don't know. I think it's a largely successful ministerial, even if it you can dilute it a little bit. That's pretty good. I'm mostly bummed that the. I really wish that there was the human spaceflight component to this. Yeah, that, that yeah. was the part that didn't come right. That last year there was this whole thing. Luca Parmitano had a manifesto. They called it a manifesto, yep. which just amps up the intensity whenever you're doing manifestos. <laughs> and it felt like it was in the run up to a grand unveiling of we're going to do a human spaceflight program. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you look at the difference between what they asked for and what they got, and you know the shape of that is a human spaceflight portfolio. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like. When did that manifesto drop, though? That was just like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff happened since oh, then. Yeah, right? Totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it was. It was. There was three months between it dropping and Ukraine. And Ukraine, right? yeah. So, yeah, hundred percent what happened, but it just to me is like they they have you know a significant amount of their money put over towards the Ariane Five Vega programs for homegrown launch. Um. Yeah. And they are starting to more fully embrace the small launch market that's growing in Europe, where we've got, you know, RFA and a couple other competitors. Yeah. I haven't followed that, but that was kind of a win, wasn't it? Yeah, there's been a couple of programs over the last couple of months that have uh, gotten additional funding towards those companies. There's more signs that there, there was always a question of like, you know, since these are competing with the Ariane space vehicles in some classes and less classes yeah. now that Soyuz is out how much will Arian space or how much will Europe embrace the existence of these launchers? But there are no launchers that are bigger than, you know, a ton. I think RFA is about a ton. So yeah. they still have to, and, and, you know, I guess you could debate have to there, but they still have to support the higher level launchers, Arian six and above. Yeah. yeah. So that, that ties up a ton of money that, that I think they would spend, you know, if there was a thriving commercial launch market in Europe, that was not Arian space. They could, yeah, same ar argument as SLS, I guess, to some extent that like, yeah, is yeah. this what you're does, does, spending money on versus, you know, the part that industry is not capable of doing. Does, does the European commercial industry still have like some growing up to do? Like, can that be what, like, you gotta, right. you gotta give these little ones some time to 
develop a bunch of stuff and try it and blow it up and fly it and then have some people that that you know spend 15 20 years there and invent some great stuff and then they go on and start new companies and those right. companies can go on you know you need to have that sort of generational change at some point right because yeah. um, it's a it's a less mature industry than what you guys have it might not even be that far away though right so ministerials yeah. at, in isa they do every three years um yep. because you know hurting that many cats is tough and so they they go mm -hmm. every three years and they decide how much each country's contributing and where the money's going. So let's play it out in our minds, right? There's a couple of these commercial launch companies that are coming online in the, you know, small launch segment up to a ton. And three years on from now, uh, Jake, what's, as the person who cares less about rockets of us, of the duo here, could you tell me what every small launch company uh, is currently doing? <laughs> no, no, they're currently making bigger rockets. They're just oh, like, that, ah, okay, yeah, we missed yeah. by a zero. Like, let's go up a size. So yeah, three yeah, years yeah. on, if RFA is flying this one-ton launch vehicle, I, I hope that they're one-ton. Otherwise, this whole segment is totally done. Rocket factory. Let's see. I think Adrian has been to their factory a couple times, right? Quick fact check moment for me. Launch vehicle. Yeah, about a ton to a ton to uh, sun synchronous orbit ton and a half to okay. low earth orbit so three years on from now they're flying that a couple times they have announced you know effectively the the rocket lab neutron version of their offering mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and you see these companies whichever ones are successful start to grow into uh a bigger market at that point is is it that ministerial is it the next one when when europe is like okay you know we're seeing how the industry's going these companies are successful they're flying out of, of french guiana like let's yeah. Let's shift the strategy here. To me, that seems plausible, that that's maybe a ministerial or two away, and this one was just a little too early. Um, yeah, it certainly so. could be, yeah. I, I So the the only thing that, I, like, the big question I would have would be, is the, like, how, how safe of a path, safe the right word, is how easy is it for a small launcher to make that jump to the, you know, to add the zero, like you say. Yeah. I know everyone is trying it, Relativity's trying it, and and Rocket Lab's trying it, and, and like they're all they all want to do that, but they haven't done it yet, right? Even a lot of these even feel like they're they're even really early because like Relativity's like we're going to make a bigger one. You haven't even flown the first one yet, like you know yeah. it seems yeah, like yeah. they're really they really kind of skipped a whole bunch of steps here, um, and so it, is that transition viable and? Can Europe just go ahead and try that, or do they want to sort of see what happens with the U.S. and see how the market goes? Right. And I don't know. It's interesting. There's a lot of this launch industry just sort of like exploded all of a sudden, really fast, and no one knows what's going on, and it's all just changing every day. And it's it's interesting to see, and just the Europe having like a few years, even just like two, four, five years, whatever, behind, so they have that kind right. of a little bit of hindsight compared to the U.S. It's kind yeah, of interesting. Totally. I don't know. It's an interesting narrative to me. But. The other aspect that I wanted to bring up, because you have more insight, is the Rosalind Franklin situation. Can you give us a previously mm -hmm. on, previously on ExoMars? <laughs> previously on. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So one day, uh, Vladimir Putin woke up and he was very angry and very upset and he invaded Ukraine. Um, and so, yeah, so that whole program fell uh, apart. You, should, you missed obviously. the part. Every day he woke up dreaming about that, and then one day he decided yeah. it's time. <laughs> one day he just yeah. he just did it. He didn't tell anybody. He just ordered it. Um, yeah, okay, nobody so, believed so the, our entire intelligence industry that was like, yeah, no, that's totally going to happen in ten minutes. 
they're like, nah. Um, so the, so the, the Rosalind Franklin rover XMR's program was very dependent on Russia. They used their rocket, they used their landing pad, they used their entry capsule. Uh, the rover was European. Mm-hmm. And the instruments were mostly European, but everything else was was basically Russian. I'm calling a quick timeout. Didn't didn't we bail on this previously? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, XMR is cursed. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so and that and that actually is an important part of the uh, the story. So uh, yeah, so they uh, this thing has been under development for ten years because the first the first time the U.S. bailed, they went and did Perseverance instead, and so Europe scrambled and then they found russia and russia's like we'll help you and they're like great a new friend and then they build a whole thing around that and it was like ready to go yeah it was going to launch in september right and then february ukraine happens so that falls apart and now they got to go back to the drawing board but um so they asked for a bunch of money on it and they got pretty much all of it i'm pretty sure uh and so the new plan now is europe will be rebuilding their own landing pad like platform for the rover to drive off of and the entry capsule uh, and then I think they're looking to you guys for help on a, on a rocket. Uh, but I, th- that part is still up in the air. I think that part is expected to be a U.S. contribution, not a purchase. And so okay, they're nice. they're still waiting for, for NASA to help with that. On that. Yeah, I, I think there's like, and you know, you know how these work. There's like first they ask, and then someone thinks about it, and then they agree on the phone, <laughs> and then they agree they in a nice letter dinner, that they're going to, and then they're going <laughs> to, yeah, and then they write a letter, and they go, I want to do this, and then they write a letter back and say, I also want to help you, and then they go and ask their bosses, and then their bosses write yeah. letters to each other. It's a whole thing. They have to order um, the little desk flags, but that takes a while because of the supply chain. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. they always got to have yeah. those desk flags when they sign stuff. Yeah, and inflation has gone up 16% right. in Europe, so it's right. it's hard. Uh, <laughs> so that that that's where it is now, and and I think that is basically exactly where i thought it was going to go so i was pretty pleased to see that like i was i didn't think that europe was going to let russia ruin the program it's just not a good look russia's hated in europe right now and if you said yeah we're going to put this rover in the in the museum in london because russia took the rocket away like there'd be an outcry yeah and there should be that's that's the right way to think about it so i knew that they were going to come through and find a way to make this happen i was pretty sure that they were going to build the lander and the thing themselves because exactly like you said the united states already pulled out of our the rover building part of it with them right so the you know getting jpl to help with all that kind of stuff they've been down that road with xmars and they got burned and so i kind of think you know between that between russia and just wanting to, there's like a little, probably a little bit of like, we wished Schiaparelli had worked and we yeah. got to avenge Schiaparelli basically. Like we need to, <laughs> it's like, you know, we can't land on Mars over and over and over again. They keep messing it up. And so they, they have to get it this time. Third time's a charm. That's what I think. And number one, I am here for that. Like I, I am very excited for the day that anyone but JPL lands on Mars because that feels like it feels like the great filter of our time. Like, <laughs> can anyone successfully do? And yeah, Beagle too, Beagle too, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you know, our our solar panels always work. Or what was it? What did, didn't deploy? Was it a solar panel that then trapped the communications thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah on top of it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you thought they were going to build the lander all along? Because that mm-hmm. okay. I thought like they probably wouldn't but I, i'm not smart about these things because uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I don't i don't have any insight in that it just seems like a, like the right thing to me based on all the different um you know all the different circumstances that led to that program just felt like it was the only real viable option and yeah 
and, and I like, guess and, and timing-wise, it's not that much to, better, right? If they were to get the lander from us, like we did, still have to build it too. Probably not. Yeah. It's not like JPL has the staff, so JPL's like, grounded. <laughs> so yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's I, I think that's the right way for forward for them. Um, it will be interesting to see how that timeline develops because so what are they saying now 2028 or something i see yeah um can they hit that timeline i don't know is that enough right. time for six years it's a while uh to build a thing i i assume they can but it's also you know europe's not jpl so right. um we'll see we'll see how it goes Nor is jpl right. at the moment though no one's jpl right? no one's jpl right now does that have to give apl a call <laughs> the other PL. Uh, okay, but that's that's cool. Like the, maybe the lander will work by then, but is the rover still going to be good by then? <laughs> that is another excellent question. Because <laughs> like, it might work, but is it going like, to be good by then? You know. Um, I was looking at that, and there was like you know there are some parts on that rover that were at least designed more than twenty years ago. Um, uh, <laughs> some of them are. Uh, we have a reminder in the chat that the JPL Christmas party is imminent. So, uh, you know, we'll find I'm out. I'm just thinking yeah. if I'm on the Rosalind Franklin team, I'm sending some people to the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> Pose them as like waiters and waitresses at this, at this restaurant while everyone. <laughs> just listening <laughs> on conversation. About. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So the Rover, like parts of it are going to be not, not that good. Well, I, it's just like all the requirements were written with technology from, you know, 20, the original launch date was 2018, right? So GoPro Hero 6 era. Actually, no, that that was not the original one. I think it was even earlier than that. So it might've been, you know, it's been pushed back. Like it's going to be, I think at the end of the, if it launches in 2028, if you compare it to the original launch window, I think it will have missed like six or seven Mars launch windows. <laughs> like it's, it's a long, long time. Yeah between when this idea was conceived like this was this the one called exomars some year was was this called 2016 uh, and then 2020 i think at some point when when they were both like on deck to launch like two windows apart they might have been calling them 16 and 18 yeah but now they don't do that (laughs) yeah but um yeah, no, I, it's just like, so all the requirements were a long time ago and, they, and they've written this stuff and the team, the team will be aging out. Like there'll be people that started this project that are going to retire before it launches. And then that's kind of interesting too. And then technology is the same way. And if you change the technology, then you have to redesign all the parts that go with it. And that's like a whole thing. And there's already going to be so much expense from, from building the landing platform and all this rocket. So I think a lot of this stuff is just going to be like, you know, polished up, tested again yeah, and over off it gets it goes. There. And, and it doesn't mean it's going to be like bad science. But I'm sure that some of the, the people working on it would love the opportunity to tweak some of these instruments a little bit now, you know, so. To some extent, though, like none of the instruments matter for this thing. To your point earlier, like the, the success criteria is this rolls off Works. the landing platform yeah. <laughs> and it has like a voodoo doll of Vladimir Putin on it. You know, like that's mm-hmm, the success mm-hmm. criteria for Rosalind Franklin. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. Um the drill's got to work too. I think the drill is pretty, pretty clutch, but yeah, 
you know, the, if, the, if the, the data on the cameras is like a little bit smaller resolution, like whatever. Yeah, totally. You, you, you give a team of planetary scientists a brand new opportunity rover to put on Marginal, they will get stuff done with it. Like, do not worry. <laughs> totally. They will find a way to to uh, make that data useful and then they'll do their thing. These these people can coax information out of the, the weirdest old cruddy noise you've ever seen. So For I don't sure. have any problem with that. But um, I mean, like I said, I'm sure they would be happy to change some things out if they had the money and the time to do yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. They need to just get at least a little bit of Ukrainian involvement and make the whole thing Ukrainian colored. Yeah, that's a good point. It'd be really cool if there was like a Ukrainian instrument on it. Yeah. That would be, that'd be pretty rock. No, it doesn't even need to be an instrument, honestly. Just It'd a little really like cool Zelensky the, statue. Just a flag, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe get those flight suits piece, back from the ISS. <laughs> a, a piece of a Russian tank that a farmer stole. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yes. 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 <laughs> Build the landing platform <laughs> out of Russian tank metal. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah. It was, yeah when, totally when the war started, there was a conversation in Discord about that weird church in Russia that's built out of like Nazi tanks. Am I oh, misremembering yeah, yeah. that? Uh, I don't remember. I know. I remember the church. I don't remember what the details were though. But uh, yeah, there's. I mean, there's stories like that all throughout yeah. history, right? I mean, that the, would um, be there's a church pretty good. Uh, a church downtown here in in Merida, big Catholic church built in like whatever 1600 something, and uh, the the flagstones on it are some of them you can still see just you walk down the street right there you can see the mayan inscriptions on them they like literally took the stones out of mayan pyramids and then built churches out of them so it happens it happens Pretty wild yeah well we did it jake we did it yeah. <laughs> we made up a show on the spot <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert we were like what are we talking about <laughs> yeah 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 maybe we, uh, we should, we're at an interesting time of the year maybe we should uh take a couple extra minutes to talk about what's coming up on the show. Mm, yeah. Everyone's favorite time of the year. Yeah. We got for, some for good ones. Uh, okay. So let's, let's pull up the old calendar here and see if I can refresh my memory, but we <laughs> have, um, you know, it's obviously everyone's favorite show coming up. It's the off nominees. So uh, it's not next week, but it is the week after that. So two weeks from now that's coming up. So, Tweet. I'd say you can tweet us your ideas. I mean, yep. you guys kind of do all year anyway. Constantly. We love to see those, yeah. and then hopefully we don't miss them. Uh, we, we sometimes we always miss one, and it's always embarrassing. But yeah. um, so that's coming up. Uh, what else? What else we got? We have next week. Uh, I'm very excited for. So our oh, friend yeah. <laughs> Marina Corin is coming on the show uh, because she had never seen 2001: A Space Odyssey and finally watched it and. I just cannot wait to talk to her about this. <laughs> she just uh, this posted Entirely like unsatisfactory. Yeah, this yeah, was like a couple today, of like, oh, like the show, right? Two hours just ago, dropped, she posted yeah. this. So I haven't read it yet, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 2001: A Space Odyssey is prescient, beautiful, and entirely unsatisfactory. I cannot wait <laughs> to talk about this. <laughs> We're yeah. going to devote the first half hour of the show of uh, to screaming apes and obelisks. That's like, yeah, yeah. just to just to pay a good homage to it. <laughs> We won't actually start the content until 30 minutes in. <laughs> so I had this, uh, and we'll talk about this at length next week, I'm sure. But I, we, you know how, uh, I don't know what substitute teachers were like in, in Canada, but occasionally you'd get one who'd want to come and show some relevant movie to the class that they're subbing for, right? Uh, we had mm -hmm. this teacher, Mr. Barrett, and he would, he subbed a couple times for our English class. 
and my wife was in this class with me, but she doesn't remember this as much as I do. He he came <laughs> in and he and he this was like senior year of high school. He played 2001 for us, but every three minutes he would pause it and go on a extremely long rant about why that scene was like the most impactful scene in the movie. <laughs> like, so it took like, you know, I don't think we ever made it halfway through the movie because he was stopping so frequently. And I just remember the one that opened the pod bay doors part. And he was like, all right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Open the pod bay doors. <laughs> like such extravagant rants about this movie. So it's like, you know, I, I can't separate this movie from from that guy's rants. And uh, I feel like Marina's going to have a couple of those, but in the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I only watched it for the first time, I think maybe three, four years ago. Like it was pretty recently. I was doing the podcast already. So it was it was that yeah. I, I needed to. It was like what, same thing with Marina. It's like I need to do my homework. I'm like, I yeah. can't I can't like be in this job and not have seen this movie. So I need to go watch this stupid I'll movie. I'll probably have to throw it on sometime in the next week to, to yeah, just yeah. partake. But there's like some spectacular elements to it. So I, I'm excited yeah. to, you know, I want to hear from her what the good stuff was. And and see like if we trim down to just that, how long would this movie be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So uh, anyway, after the off nominees, we're off for a couple weeks for our winter break. But mm-hmm. uh, in the new year, we'll be back with we're going to do some predictions with Lauren predictions. Grush coming uh, up. Bloomberg, Lauren Grush of Bloomberg. No, Bloomberg. Lauren Grush of Bloomberg. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, what else are you working on? Man, I'm on like a curse right now with uh, We Martians. I've had two interviews in a row that have fallen apart because of sickness, one on my end, one on a guest's end. And so I'm like in a bit of a dry spell right now and I'm I'm trying to recover. Um, (laughs) But uh, there should be some stuff coming eventually here. Uh, I do plan on on doing a a post-Artemis show. So um, look forward to that one. We'll talk probably some more about some of the stuff we covered today, but look a little more probably a little more critically on on the, the rest of the program, not just the rocket and all that kind of mm. thing. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, the Casey Hopefully Dreyer show. Down goes a bit. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't don't pre-record that. <laughs> no, I'm uh, not. I'm definitely not. Casey Dreyer of Planetary Society joined me on Miko. We also talked about the midterms, which I think was a fun mm. conversation because Nobody talked about it? Yeah. Like, I think we mentioned this last <laughs> week that, you know, there's been very little conversation about them and what they mean for space and does it matter? And I don't know. Part of it, it, it feels like, you know, what we're talking about with where the Artemis program is is at now, that, like, there aren't these large overarching questions of where are we going, which way are we going, what what is the mm-hmm. program record? You know, my, my stipulation is, yeah, we got to sort out that ISS thing still. But yeah, that's a whole nother whole nother department that's a whole other episode that we have to make up <laughs> well how was your steve aoki beer it's pretty good you know it's dos Equis. yeah it's a dos Equis. have you figured out what he does yet no i kind of don't want to know it's more fun if yeah, i don't yeah. know he's a painter <laughs> he does 3d paint- printing <laughs> <laughs> he does ai art <laughs> <laughs> strictly ai art with stable diffusion <laughs> He posts the pictures on Twitter and it says AI art by blah, 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 technology with, with inputs from me. (laughs) You can't spell AOKI without AI, Jake. (laughs) I did the inputs. I came up with the inputs all on my own and it's my creativity is lives in these inputs. I love how mad you are about AI art. That's so funny to me. (laughs) I I just... (laughs) 
<laughs> I just kind of laughed at the credits. The credits, it's like someone made this with my input. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have done it without me. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, oh man, it's, it makes me laugh every time I see it. All right, everybody. Thanks, see everyone. You later. Bye. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. End of test.